Oui. episode 28 for us dude and yeah, buddy. Uh, man, welcome to I dynamite mean, download look at us go i mean and honest <laughs> to god man i am just like that intro gets me smiling aw in general this this whole thing just gets me smiling man this was a great episode of dynamite yeah. again it was really cool to see you know like i noticed a trend on social a lot but no we'll, we'll get into the card tonight but i think you know we need to preface tonight's card with one of those things where it's like you know, this card had matches that were like, you know, Mox versus Cesar Bononi and mm-hmm. Christian versus Frankie and things like that where you're like, all right, like, you know, we've gotten accustomed to seeing, you know, big stake matches on free television, you oh, know. Yeah. We got, and, sure. and But somehow, some way, AEW puts together a show that, I mean, I noticed, on, I noticed while on social, you know, after watching Raw and stuff like that, you see a lot of people, man, like, this show was awful, and, da, 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 and, and, and but man, every time you watch Dynamite, it's like, was that the best episode of Dynamite we've seen all year? You know, it's like, it's just every week lately, um, and it feels like we've been saying that since the get, brother. It's just such a becoming more and more polished. Um, mm-hmm. Their their segments are are tighter, and they flow together really well. I mean, there's a lot of content on tonight's show. You show you show it right there, bro. I mean, this is a great match graphic. Yeah. Again, AEW does such a great job with their graphics and things like that. Really, really like their color scheme. Um, <laughs> it kind of fits ours right now, that, that right. red and black. Um, but, you know, I, I love what they're doing, man. I just I think that it's becoming more and more tight. Like, they're, they're, they're starting to put together shows that feel very cohesive. You know what I right. mean? This show was one of those shows. It just it had so much going on in it. Let's throw up the match results and we'll get right, right. in. But so much happened on tonight's show, and it just it really felt like the whole show, start to finish, was was fluid and and it didn't ever hit lulls really. And yeah. there's a lot of stuff that made sense. Stories are building on themselves. Um, we get to see the continuation of long term stories and feuds, and then tonight yeah. we got to see really I think. The culmination of what you I know you and I are excited, the best friends reuniting. Right. It was just a really great overall show. Let's get into uh let's get into uh 
the match results real quick so we can dive in and really talk more about each one of these great segments um, throughout sure. the show. SPD, you know, Christian Cage made his in-ring debut against Frankie Kazarian, and, and he came out on top. I thought that this was going to be a match that was going to push Christian, and it certainly did. Kaz has been the yeah. standout in a lot of ways for a veteran in the AEW. This guy, as Excalibur pointed out, um, he came into this one as one of the winningest records in all of AEW. So this was a great test for Christian. Hard-fought match, two veterans. Uh, can't wait to talk more about that one. I thought that, that was an excellent showcase for the debuting Christian Cage. Absolutely. And, you know, Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall, uh, kind of a nightmare family intra inter turmoil match, you know, two friends going head to head and, and an exhibition match that turned into absolute chaos at the end. And wow, we had a lot of, you know, almost very surprising, mind blowing um, things that happened after matches tonight. And it was really push the pedal to the metal on a lot of feuds and a lot of exciting stuff that up to AEW, Dynamite, AEW, you know, television or YouTube. And this is definitely one of those wow moments for sure that's really going to make a lot of new stars and mm -hmm. develop a lot of new faces we're going to get accustomed to seeing more often now. So I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and when you talk about building new stars, I mean, the pinnacle um, of the company, well, we'll get into them later, <laughs> but really the pinnacle of professional wrestling over the last year or so, PWI's number one wrestler in the world, John Moxley, um, has really broken through on a global level since getting into AEW yeah. here. And, and I think that um, this match against Cesar Bononi, when we've talked a little bit about uh, his journey and what he's going through. The pre-match right. promo from Moxley was an awesome one to build that match. Um, yep. anytime, anytime you get, get Moxley in front of the TV and let that man speak, you're going to hear great stuff. So really, <laughs> really thought that that was a great match. And it made Cesar like, I mean, the dude is a beast. The way that he got choked out at the end, that was a, that was a real fight to the very last breath, you know? So I, I thought that that was a great overall performance and another nice tight victory for our uh, former champ. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, Kenny Omega continuing his, you know, his best friends, his own best friends, the good brothers, you know, getting in the ring with Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid, who have been putting on some killer matches. You know, last week was great. You know, these these three guys, Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid, are really hitting on all cylinders, and they are so fun to watch and did not disappoint again tonight, um, which really set up another trios match we're going to get next week which i can't wait for as well so this was a, a high energy one I, I absolutely loved no doubt i'm not surprised to hear you say that just the, the, the wrestling <laughs> style <laughs> we know you love yourself some phoenix um you know, nyla rose and the bunny that that uh true heel pairing in the women's mm -hmm. division went up against ty conti and hikaru shida who are is our defending champion um got to see a lot of antics go on in that match a lot to unpack, a lot to unravel. You're going to want to work with us through that match. Um, SPD, you and I got a lot to chat on on how that one broken down. I obviously love seeing Butcher and the Blade get involved. I do like seeing the way that Matt Hardy and the Hardy the, the Hardy uh, HFO that whole Hardy group, family. What is it? Hardy office. family office, office. Yes. Yes. So the HFO coming together. I think that you know, obviously, uh, we've I've said it before. I'll say it again. Matt Hardy is uh, is a very smart man, and he knows how to position himself to be uh, on the tip of everybody's tongue. So really excited to see what you had to what you had to think about that match because of all the stuff that went on. Maybe you can right. help fill me fill in the cracks at points. There was a lot to unpack. 
Yeah, I enjoyed it. And you dropped some Matt Hardy giving us a little repost on Instagram. That was a lot of, it was pretty cool that Butcher and Hardy both reposted our, one of our many great match graphics that we as a team collaborate on. Um, and we gave, they gave the people what they wanted. Finally, the best friends reunited and, and hopefully, you know, kind of a closing of the book and, and a, a new direction for both teams, a fresh new direction on an awesome, you know, hardcore ending match with mm. a lot of twists and turns. And we'll talk really in depth to that. Let's bring it back to the to the beginning of Dynamite. And, you know, before this, we were really kind of figuring out, like, what was going to main event the show? You know, we, we kind of went back both ways. And the way it played out, obviously, we're not the bookers. And we kind of went back. Obviously, maybe in the champ, he could main event it. You know, Chris Cage in ring debut could be a main event, but to kick off the show with this with this really hard fought battle was was really nice. You know, commentator team did an excellent job at really hyping this match, like you said, bringing up the history between the two and how you know Frankie Gazarian has been on the main streak and you know nice sl- slow methodical technical match they almost ran out of the time limit and you can tell you know both guys sold really well there's some good chops good slaps to the face in this match um um and you could see christian cage you know outworking everyone you know his slogan and but he was getting worked pretty well from frankie you know he looked a little winded at times um which is a props to him to really sell in the whole match mm-hmm. um, but it was a nice strong back and forth match and you could tell just the veteran and and comfort level between the two really showed well in this match. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I was looking forward to this match throughout the week and I thought that this one could have been one of those that uh, was kind of under the radar as far as fans kind of seeing how good of a veteran battle this could be. You know, obviously there's a lot of buzz anytime Christian's on the, on the, the bill. Right. But um, you know, this kind of got me back to when I was a teenager, but begging my dad to order uh pay-per-view yeah. so I can see TNA. I mean, um, Christian and, and Frankie Kazarian have a long history together. Um, I really love uh, this showcase for Frankie. I mean, this was an example of a guy who's, who's a veteran in the game who mm-hmm. could still, could still go and you talked about it man he was putting he was putting christian through he had he made sure christian earned that new catchphrase that's for sure uh he was making sure christian was working hard for this victory i i knew that frankie was one of those types of guys with the pride he has and the weight the professionalism that he conducts himself mm-hmm. in the ring. he was gonna mesh real well with christian um as a lifelong fan of christian anybody who watches that guy you know that he pays attention to the details and he's one of those guys who yeah who knows how to let a match breathe, um, knows how to work with different opponents to kind of allow that match to really build that emotion. And that's Christian and, and Frankie did that really well tonight. I, I thought this was an awesome showcase of two veterans. Bully Ray from Busted Open talked a little bit about it, and, and this is coming from a Hall of Famer. You know, it's really amazing what can happen when you allow guys to slow things down, pay attention to the details, Um and and really tell a story in the little things of a match. You don't always have to have these big yeah. theatrics all the time. If you just have two great professional wrestlers, two veterans who understand the give and take um, of the business, right. you're going to come out with a great end product. And that's what happened in this match. I thought this one really, really was a great overall showcase for both guys. Um, Christian has to head back into the locker room feeling good about being able to – 
to hold his own against a guy like Frankie, man. I mean, how many times have we talked about it with SCU? Frankie Kazarian showcases mm-hmm. showcases the cardio and the athleticism of a man half his age, you know. And so for Christian to be able to to come out, you know, really first time in seven years in a singles match and hang with with Frankie and beat him, no doubt True. about it. That's that's an elite out of me. It was a great showcase for Christian. It was an elite out of me too, and um, it's just it was a great. I don't want to say like, you know, great opening match in the AEW on AEW television. And it was a perfect pairing with, with the, the comfort level those guys had together in the back and forth and they were really mesh great together. And another perfect pairing that we've been seeing again a week out for months is Sting and Darby Allen. And they're once again, outstanding promo from Darby. This one um, and Matt Hardy kind of had a lot to say on Twitter about it, which was pretty funny. But it was an excellent promo. Um, this bridge was right by our hotel one day down in Jacksonville. So I, was, I recognized that bridge. So Look uh, at when you. we had to go over there. So I was like, oh, dang, you're right there. Um, but this was just – I loved how they were throwing the money and then burning mm-hmm. the, the face. You know, I loved when Darby would, would wear those, you know, um, faces, their, his opponents or his future opponents and in his promos. So he brought that with Matt Hardy. And so I enjoyed that for sure. This is, um, you know – I, I could see big money Matt in the title from TNT. It would it would make sense, honestly. Like I keep saying that with like, you know, like Archer probably doing this or someone else doing this. Um, to Darby kind of interwove way interweave himself with the feud with the Dark Order and mm. Hangman at age. Um it just be I think it's I think it's smart and it's a good transition. Him and Darby Allen versus Matt Hardy would be an, a great match. That's actually, you know, SPD, that's actually a really good point. I mean, it's, we've talked a lot about who's going to dethrone Darby. Right. And a lot of, a lot of times we've built this up to be, man, this could be a star making moment, right? If you had somebody really do that, but Darby's such a, you know, he's such an easy guy to root for. It would, I know that you hate, I know you hate the, the roll up finishes and those kind of like crappy kind of finishes, but could you imagine if Big Money Matt got himself an opportunity, somehow weaseled yeah. his way to get a title shot, and then somehow his the the HFO got involved and, and somehow distracted Darby um, and allowed Matt to become champ? And and obviously Matt, True. you know, if he became champion, yes, there would be critics and things like that of oh man, now another you know older guy gets a title run. But honestly, Matt's we've talked about it and we've seen other fans echo this same sentiment. Um, this iteration of Matt Hardy's character is incredibly entertaining and you could see he's giving back he's giving opportunities to guys like Butcher and Blade and Private Party and and uh-huh. and, 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 now, and now pushing Bunny to give her an opportunity to get an actual sure. match tonight um that would be entertaining and then that would be a perfect way to then use Matt as a transitional champion which he's not going to lose any luster if, when he loses that belt to a hangman Adam Page and allow Hangman mm, to get that run with yeah. the TNT championship. That would be a beautiful thing. I like that a lot. I like the thinking there. Um, even even if they leaned into the Dark Order feud, gave uh, you know Matt Hardy could then feud with the Dark Order over that title. That that was that would be a great idea. That said, let's focus in on the actual like content of this promo. Um, yeah. to, for me anyway, you you nailed it when it comes to you know the taunting and kind of the making like the 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 imagery of of Darby's promos the He's such a, he's such a creative mind. His promos are we tweeted it out tonight. His promos are so unique, man. They're just they're unlike anything that we've seen in wrestling in a long time. The guy just has that artistic element 
that really allows you to get captivated by what he's recording and what he's putting out there. Um, mm-hmm. They're really special vignettes, and I really enjoy the way that that lens that he sees the world through. But when you talk about the content of the promo itself, you know, I love it. At from speaking of a history of Matt Hardy's career, right? I right. really love what Darby talked about as far as man, you were the guy who innovated the TLC match with your brother. True. You were the guy who was jumping off he's, these ladders, and you were the guy who would literally give anything for this business. And now you're you're reduced to trying to pay people to help you win <laughs> matches. Like, what, hap- what happened to your pride? What happened to your, like, your legacy? Is this how you want to go out? You know, and I think that Darby really challenging the manhood of Big Money Matt and basically telling him that his money doesn't mean – crap to him and that he's you know he's not impressed by this version of him and he's going to have to earn his respect not buy it that type of line speaks volumes and that echoes long after that segment is over to me when darby can kind of deliver something like that um you know it it spoke aspects of truth it's one thing to say someone sucks or that you know you're going to beat them but when you kind of make that personal dig um Mm -hmm. where there's some shard of reality there I, i thought that that was a really Really nicely executed promo by Darby. Um, really thought that this one was a home run, man. Yeah, and he can say so little and it means so much. Yep. And unlike someone else who oh. same thing, she can say so little but means so much. But she said hot tonight, kind of similar like we last week. But Jay Cargo is, and we've we've said it, and she's echoing it. I have it, and she does have it. And you know whatever it is, you can you can tell when someone does have the it factor. Be in AEW wrestling, sports, or just just life in general. Yep. And she walks like money, talks like money, looks like money. And I was talking with my friend here uh, when we were watching the show, and we we're like, "Damn, I would I would have to look like Jade minus the the boot if I can you know censor that." He's like, "She is like jacked." You know, we're two guys talking about that. She's right. like in such good shape. She's the talk in the talk, walk in the walk, and she's, you know, elevating her stardom. And I think, uh, when, which we saw later in the show, um, when she interrupted uh, Red Velvet and just whooped her or whipped her across the room, essentially, it was a freaking Woo-hoo! beast mode. So happy to see another, uh, see her on that as well, even more. So, she she has it, and it's it's a it's going to be a fun journey for us to follow here at Dynamite Down. And we are big supporters of of Jade, and this the potential is limitless with her. You know, yeah, I man. think she's in the, she's in the right hands right now. No doubt about it, bro. The, you know, it, it 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 was very controversial when we started saying it, but as Jade continues to be presented this way week after week after week after we see how she can deliver the confidence the the charisma that she just exudes in her very essence yeah. um we're we're proven right i we can kind of like dynamite download here man we were right from the get we were like she she has it yeah. period and, and you know there's a lot of people on twitter who want to argue well we haven't even seen her wrestle yet how do you how can you say that she's going to be a star if you haven't even seen her wrestle she can fall you know dude there's no argument we can just sit back and we can watch it play out, and it, it's yeah. fun to do from a dynamite download perspective. I love it because Absolutely. we we put that bold take out there that that she has that potential to be a megastar, 
uh, an absolute megastar for I mean, AEW. Art the star, bro. But mega, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. She, she like from from the promo, like the lines and how hard hitting she is with those lines. It's one thing to have that kind of material and to say yeah. what you she was saying, but to say it with that oomph, with that extra like stank on it, like she yeah, was coming sure. hard, and then for her to back it up, and you know, really really lean into that like extra badass mentality that Jay was showing for sure. And, th- and and literally, like you said, just throwing red velvet around, just ragdolling her dude backstage. And it, <laughs> it, it, it puts that extra like nasty, na- nastiness on Jade Cargill, man. Like she walks the walk. She talks to talk that woman. I don't like, she could beat up anybody that i've you know that i know man like she'd be tossing people she around both, she could beat us she, both up jay would whoop my ass <laughs> jay would whoop my ass and, and i know i'm not the only twitter mark out there who could say the same thing so before you I run know. your mouth watch yourself no jade is legit man and i think that um this feud with red velvet is is it, i see you know a lot of that like plucky i see you know there's there's different imitations of it. You see where like okay, you see some of the Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa feud mm-hmm. going in there. But to me, I see a lot of that Brian Cage and Darby Allen, where you see that natural like dude. You had that behemoth versus that plucky underdog. You really right. see that shining through here. Um, I love what I'm seeing out of what a- and how AW is presenting Jade, dude. It's just so smart. They're protecting their asset, and that's that's what you do when you know you have something special. You protect them, and and I, it's obvious that that's what they have planned for Jade right now, man. Very exciting time to to a star blossom like that, you and- know. And, and that's the thing, SPD. When you look at it, you know, like this whole thing started with Red Velvet sticking up for for the the, the Nightmare Family and for Brandy, yep. right? And now this all plays out. So there's a lot of personal stuff going on right. with the Nightmare Family. And like you just like you were talking about here, nothing more personal than Cody versus Cutie. Um, right, what, sure. do you, what do you think about this one? Because if you recognize the bridge that, that Darby and Sting are walking down, you had I don't, you had to be like me having flashbacks. See it when we saw we saw Cutie driving Cody up around uh, down around Jacksonville together. Yeah, we saw, you know, like so we know that those guys are boys. They're friends in real life for man. sure. This is definitely personal, man. This got personal fast. Did it ever? And honestly, like just watching the match uh, develop, you know, Cody was very respectful and didn't want to hurt him the whole match, and it was kind of like this back and forth kind of slow and you know not to be overly critical but it was just kind of like okay it wasn't your typical cody match it wasn't your high spots and boy did it just it turned big you know when he struck arn anderson um and walked out and then you saw the nightmare family just kind of dis dismember everyone and just like dissolve the nightmare academy nightmare family you know it was it was just before, I'm like, who's on who? When everyone got in there, I'm like, who's who's helping who? You know, Aaron so had the chair and was kind of clean mm-hmm. house. And who we are very high on, Nick Camarado. I know you are. Yep. You know, this this development, I was like, wow, man. Okay, you put these guys together. I'm like, of course, Nick Camarado would be one and be a freaking star. Aaron Solo, you know, we've seen some some good stuff out of him. 
and mm-hmm. Anthony Gogo, which I have not seen. You know, he's been a commentator in Dark and stuff. Um, but the commentator team did a great job, you know, just giving his background, his bronze medal background in boxing. I like his look. I like that. And so and then we saw Camarado just pick up the steps, looking absolutely beast. And then the pile driver from Dustin on Dustin Rhodes. I'm like, looking at that, I'm like, I'll take a power bomb any day over any pile driver. Pile still make me cringe just, i know you know being dropped on your head and even like the canadian destroyers kind of make me cringe even though i love that move uh and the luchers do some crazy pile drivers too so those those always make me cringe just because of that um but what i really liked was the subtle moment where qt marshall took the bloody hand and rubbed it on aaron solo's chest right across the nightmare fa- nightmare family's logo i was like that was that was really cool. I don't know. I'm sure that wasn't planned. Solo kind of looked like, oh, get this blood off me in a way. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. dust throats. Um, this is, you know, they have a good core of young, fresh, green talent in Nightmare Family. And this is just to be some great storylines going forward. Uh, it was, it's, you know, you done cute former partners that are going to be uh, going head to head a lot. And then you have, you know, Nick Camarado, whoever the heck he's going to go against, it's going to be wrecking crew. You know, I'm all for this. This was a, just a wow factor moment, you know, and then we, of course, Jade coming to the aid at the end. So this is just, then they red leave. Velvet, yeah. Excuse me, red velvet. We're talking much yeah. about Jade. I got, yeah. my mind is blown because of what we saw, you know, please take yeah. over. I mean, we saw him leave out of the heel tunnel after if you caught that too. So, uh, this was a great segment, you know, I'm forgetting about the match thing that happened in them because this was just such a powerful jam packed segment that got me even more excited. Cause I wasn't that excited for this exhibition match. Now I'm even more excited for going forward to future feuds with these, you know, this new faction. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think that, like, for me, um, the potential that you see, and this is where people got to remember, like, you know, I was disappointed, too, when we saw the Cody versus Penta feud get, get over with so quickly. I, I understand. Yeah. There, I was watching on Twitter. There were some people who were, had some backlash on that. But when you look sure. at this match, bro, and you see what they're doing here, it's like, guys – they're investing in the future with this feud. They're, I mean, like, yeah, it, it, because Penta is a long-established veteran. He doesn't need the sure. rub from Cody, bro. He he's every bit as good as Cody. And a lot of people, I mean, like, really around the world, true. Like, but but this feud now, yes, you in you inject it with that very very personal now feud between Cutie and Cody, which I think is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but. More than that, it's it's going to be about showcasing these young kids. And I, I, you, when we were all watching this one, SPD, we were texting back and forth, brother. It's just yeah. like the the way that those guys were throwing around Shoddy Lee and Dustin, and, and oh. just the, the, the how dominant they looked. It was like it took me back to like Nexus vibes. I was like, wow, this oh, is okay. this is impressive stuff because it's young guys who are who are like ripping like at chopping at the bit for an opportunity. And you can only imagine what QT was planting in their ears. And that's what I find fascinating too, right? Is the dissension, the students, they're all students of the nightmare family, but yeah. how, how they like, how some sided with cutie and how some are going to side with, with Cody. I really love that. Like that, that dichotomy of what happens and it's a natural reflection of what really happens in in a in any school or any, there's clicks that happen that just happens right and i so i think 
when you combine that with sort of that chip on his shoulder, right. even now, like you have people who are buzzing on on Twitter, like wow, Cutie Marshall is Twitter is it's trending. Yeah, he's trending. He's making waves, you know. And and yeah. for him, to, for, for him, him to do, I mean, for him to lead like this, and he looked he looked good, bro. I mean, like he looked. I agree. I, I'll say even in the match. Um, yeah, like there was that cat and mouse type of game that yeah. was going on, which I enjoyed. I knew that like that psychology was going out, but the the way that he slow played this frustration, and I don't know with the way that that aftermath happened after this match, I don't know how you couldn't walk away saying like this is going to lead to some very interesting stuff. I mean, like him or not, right? Yeah. Believe, believe, but you can say you know Cutie is not on the same level as a Cody. Well, that's just adding to the chip on his shoulder. And when he's got guys sure. like Camarado like behind him, and you, I mean, the, these kids see what Cutie's put in and the work mm-hmm. that they've done that he's done with their careers, they're right. going to stand behind him. I don't know, dude. I think that this one's going to be a very fun thing to unpack and unravel as television goes on. And we've been chomping at the bit for for Camarado to get more opportunity to, yep. to look to look like this, to look this strong. Absolutely. He definitely did tonight, didn't he? I mean, what a way to, to showcase that young talent. They're investing. AEW is investing in young talent. And what this does is it gives it gives stuff that can happen on all their different shows. This is on Dynamite. Right. You get the, you get introduced to this feud on Dynamite through Cody and, and Cutie. But then mm-hmm. you're going you're gonna see these guys battling a shoddy Lee versus, you know, you know. And Nick Camarado, you're going to see those types of matchups happen on an elevation, and it's going to build. It's going to make those matchups feel more important. It's going to give them story. It's going to give them like actual life rather than just feeling like two random pairings. I really love that. I agree, man. This is this is an exciting exciting of, of fresh teams that are going to form and all that, and I can't wait for it. Um, we got to see, you know, we still need to talk about it. And I still put out a, a public service announcement, you know, obviously, you know, off the TV and character, you know, um, Cesar Boni, we've heard different things going on with his family and, you know, his possibility, his wife um, looking for a bone marrow transplant, which you know, we could talk about down the line. And I will put there because I have a good friend of mine who has a company called Marrow Match. And oh. um, he... I'm on the bone marrow registry. It's extremely easy. You take literally a cute swab, swab your cheek for like 20 seconds, mail it out, and you can get on the registry. And to donate bone marrow, it's very simple. It's just like you are essentially drawing blood or, you know, like it feels like out of your hip for multiple hours. He says you can watch Titanic twice and you're done and you could save someone's life. So yep. simple, as simple and easy as that. And, it, you know, so many people need to be on the bone marrow registry. Um you know, my dad had to have a bone marrow transplant. Thankfully, he was able to do a self-donor. Um, but obviously, you can't always be a self-donor on your uh, situation. So you can then you search for the list. And it's extremely easy to be on the list. You know, pretty much anyone can be on the list. You know, my friend's website is marrowmatch.org. Um, and you can get a free kit sent to you. Swab your cheek, mail it out, and get on the list. And, you know, my brother-in-law got matched because he was on the Monroe registry and then ended up the person in it down the line. So it was pretty cool to be on that. So, you know, Merrillmatch.org, we'll, we'll talk about it. I'll put it all on Twitter, but you know, it's, it's a 
maybe we can get some traction from AEW and they can repost and do some stuff on that because it's very easy and very helpful um, thing to do to be on the Merrill registry list and you could save someone's life. So enough of that, you know, not enough of that, but you know, the reason why we bring that up is because of the match with Moxley and Cesar Bononi. And, and I think Cesar Bononi is, you know, this guy's got a good look, you know, what Moxley said in his promo, he's like a Baywatch lifeguard. And so it's, it's pretty touche on that. Um, but Moxley's promo was great. You know, he just kept saying how many things pissing him off over and over and calling him a Baywatch lifeguard and how Moxie sees something in him. Too. Um, and I think he's got some potential, you know, he's taken some, some losses at the back, um, but he does have a good look. And I think that um, we could see some, some wins pick up him down the line and just get some more momentum. But um, what'd you think of his promo ahead of time before we talk about the match? Well, Moxley, man, I mean, like, honestly, God, I feel like, uh, he he could be like in the cat in the hat with the green eggs and ham. I mean, like I, I want like he could he could honestly cut a promo with a house in a house. He could cut a promo with a mouse. This guy is like as good as it gets, man. <laughs> honest to God, like you could put him in any scenario and he could cut a promo, and I'd be like hook, line, and sinker. He's got me. He's got yeah. me every time. Um, so I, I love I love how Moxley just is such a natural on the camera, how he's such a natural big fight feel kind of guy. He just, he has the smarts. I love how he, he talked about sort of the, the whole crazy saga of the young bucks and, and Kenny. And, and again, that's an example. These characters don't just forget stuff because they're in a new match or they're in another, right. like they're in another, like they, they remember their history, and I love that. Kenny Kenny definitely got to see a little bit of Moxley later on in the show. Um, right. But but the match itself, once you get into it, I mean, it, it was – I've been really – like I've been saying, and it's no no coincidence that you talked a little bit about Merrill Match. Um, AEW is definitely that – it's a very – it's a family-focused uh, environment. And you can yeah. tell that – you can tell that the, like, the actual – company feels like they care about each other and they right. want good th- they want good things for each other and this is an example with Cesar Bononi I think like what what Tony and AEW has done with giving him you know steady work giving him a bigger platform yeah. showcasing him and, and things like that keeping his mind off of stuff the best they, that they can and keeping him busy and, and giving him these great opportunities against a guy like John Moxley who is one of the absolute yeah. best on the planet um, you know that's their Hangman way. Hangman last week too. Yeah, right. Two top Hangman, guys, exactly. Giving him a showcase for, against some of the absolute best on the planet. You know, that's a way that's going to naturally lift your spirits as a person. You right. know, and and yes, he's got a lot of other stuff going on in his life and very heavy stuff. And that's a reminder that like you know sure. we put we push forward. You know, be, be kind. You don't know. You know, you see this guy and you're thinking, man, he's living a dream life, right? He looks like 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 Moxie said, he looks like like the rock basically he's like he looks like an absolute freak um and and you know he's work he's a professional wrestler he's got a, a beautiful wife and kid and all these things and you think wow like he's living the perfect life well no everybody's got their own battle everybody carries mm-hmm. their own burden um and so i think that aw that i'm so proud that we've cre- i mean that's what we're here let's we were inspired to do this is because we love this company we believe what they're doing is genuine For and sure. um this is an example so i loved i love cesar getting this opportunity it's a shame um that unfortunately 
he he got he got choked out tonight. That the, the way that that he got choked out was beautiful though, man. Like he was like, <gasps> you know, he was he was he was dying um on the vine for us. But beyond that, man, like I loved how that whole thing played out. I love how John Moxley kind of just um showcased that he's the, like he's the top dog. He it was a, a dominant win at the end, um, but he got more shine and then the Hangman match. And I thought that that was a nice yep. little. Nice little way that Moxley again makes his opponents look like a million bucks. Um, overall, dude, like this one, you know, I think that what was it the strongest match on on the card? Of course not. It wasn't the top match on, on the whole show, but mm-hmm. overall, it was a lot of fun to uh, to be a part of and to see that play out for sure. And I, you know, some of our comments in the chat, I thought it was pretty fu- uh, not funny, but true. I mean, if Benoni was in another company, they would keep him at catering yep. and, you know, everyone is getting a chance in AEW to prove themselves, you know, mind runner and Ryan, you guys giving those comments. Thank you so much. How we have dark elevation and dynamite. And it is, you know, we've heard, you know, wrestlers speak and it's a consistent thread and consistent mindset that everyone's there to uplift each other. And everyone's yep. there as a team. It's not a dog eat dog type of backstage whereas some kind um sometimes you have like a uh issues with that but it's it's so so nice to um see that and you know even though we get you know as a joy we get two hours on monday almost we almost get two hours on tuesday and then we get two hours on wednesday so all this talent that is being showcased Exactly. I love it. And you can, exactly. you don't lose like your favorites, you know, like you dynamite, you know, we, we always talk about it's such a stacked roster and you get, you're like, oh, man, I wish these people would be on TV every week and you, you don't. And, you know, um, now we're going to be able to get that opportunity with elevation kind of being almost a sister show to dynamite as an important in terms of matchups, dark being more of a, a, um, like NXT kind of transit. Yeah. I would say, yeah, dark like NXT, but as we got digress that, you know, let's, let's shift into team Taz, you know, the team Taz turmoil that we're kind of talking about, uh, or that, you know, for a few, few weeks, but everything is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> in team Taz. And just by the look on Ricky Stark's face, everything is perfectly fine. And, you know, is one of those another one of those promos where body language and facials almost told the whole story. But we did get to see from Ricky and Brian Cage again. Um, I just, just this picture just cracks me off. His smirks lately have been so outstanding. And, you know, we're, we're clamoring for uh, Cage kind of be broken out of his cage, per, per se, yeah. uh, because he is just this um, – underutilized talent that is really proving time again how amazing and how seasoned he is and how just innovative this guy is i mean yeah who better he he is just seriously just mind-blowing in the ring it you know i love it oh where do you where do you see this going like where do you see this ultimately going you know do you, do you see like a one-on-one match going you know ricky starks and cage and then them kind of breaking off you know what, what do you predict of taz down the line well I, i'm you know honestly i'm just geeking out hearing you talk about cage like that bro i mean i i love hearing you give him the props like that because he's definitely like he's your type of wrestler in a lot of ways and i and i think you nailed it like yeah. you express you expressed why he's so fun because he he's a veteran who is 
who has built up his raw power to be something that's now controlled power. And, you know, there's something to be said for that. Like he just, he makes it look easy when he's in the ring and his athleticism is just through the roof. Um, Cage is a, Cage is a legit star. I mean, that dude is a lot of fun to watch, but it's, it's funny because man, Ricky Starks is just, he grabs your attention whenever he's on screen, the little nuances of his performance. He's hilarious. He's, he's got, he's playing into this, like, teacher's pet type of thing with uh with taz look at the devious little grin that he has on that yeah. picture and and when you see that played against brian cage you slowly be sure but surely seeing like he's getting he's he's it's starting to rub him more and more the wrong way he can't he, he, you can tell he's he's losing patience and i think this is interesting because it's like this is taz's first client really this is how taz built Team Taz off yeah. the back of Brian Cage, and now it's you're starting to see like Taz is siding more with like with these other guys than than his his main dude, and that and that to me is a fascinating underlying current of this story that gives Brian Cage more motivation and to be frustrated with his current plight. You know, it's right. like it's like dude, like. We this there was no Taz team Taz before me here, and that I don't know. Yep. So I find that interesting. I think it's natural that we want to see this play out where it's going to lead to a Brian Cage versus a Ricky Starks in a one on one scenario. Um, I think that that makes a lot of sense. I think that that's a, a star making moment, and like we talked about it before, I said it. I was yeah. like, dude, if Ricky Starks can can get a win on cage who we've seen cage take some big losses in his career here at AEW. Um, he's had, he's had some big wins, but he's had some big losses. And I think that cage is cage is one of those stars that's proven. It doesn't matter. He can, he can afford a loss and he's still a bankable commodity. If Ricky Starks can get over on Brian cage by hook or by crook, um, I feel like that could be a real bona fide superstar making moment for for uh, for Ricky Starks. One that we're all waiting for. I think that we you know we called sure. Ricky Starks. As I a agree. Great, you know we we you rewind it to our award show, and Ricky Starks was a guy who we all talked about. Man, that is a that is a dude who has superstar written all over him. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Absolute so, crayfish powerhouse SPD. I like it. I mean, you yeah, go rewind, watch. You'll see me in the nice tuxedo. That's our award show. Ricky Starks was one of those. Thunder Rosa, obviously. And, of course, Wardlow, which we saw tonight. And I am wearing my inner circle shirt loud and proud because this was a literal stand-up scream pump the fist moment on dynamite you know we had this was this this pretty i mean it was a jam-packed show and this is the one i'm still remembering the most because i was so 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 excited about this you know mjf had a gift to the pinnacle which we saw them in the former inner circle (laughs) dressing room they had a stylist and they said that they're going to be an interior you know, designer, interior designer. Oh. And then, oh my gosh, you know, I we expected like the inner circle to kind of you know reappear at some point, but I didn't expect it in this backstage segment. And as soon as he opened the door, this picture, I was like, yes, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, because Jericho, you know, even though it's been a week, he's got a little scruff, look a little different, and we. 
are huge inner circle fans. I mean, every from top to bottom, and it's just elevating them to a whole nother threshold of love for them. You know, I'm going to even love them even more as baby faces going against the top heel in the business. You know, this, oh my gosh, there's so much that ha happened in this segment. I'm, I'm like, like a kid in a candy store, you know, like, uh, just, you know, they started fighting in the hallway or just, first off, MJ's like, we got to go. And then that when was Hager the was at the door, Hager was at the door. I was like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh man. So, the feuds that we have talked about week in and week out, what we're going to get out of this is going to be so great. You know, the Spear-Sammy feud. Sammy seriously just did that go to sleep, you know, oh, my gosh, in the hallway and then slammed him in the door, you know, kind of being the doorman versus the chairman, you know, in a way <laughs> like that. And then Hager and Wardlow, you know, he, 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 he slams him through the massage table. And then you saw Wardlow punch the wall too, which is pretty oh. cool. And then, you know, of course, Proud and Powerful – with uh, FTR, man, FTR was busted up. You know, Dax blood. was just all over the place, man. I was like, where did the blood come from? Then they went and, sh and showed Dax, man. He was like gushing pretty bad. And then, of course, the leaders, you know, MJF and Chris Jericho. You know, finally, karma is coming back to MJF. You know, he is now face first in the drizzling shits. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he said he would never be on our show, but there he is. He's face first to, in this drizzling shits. <laughs> he is face first in the drizzling shits, thanks to uh, Jericho. Oh. And you're welcome. There's a thank you so much, Chris Jericho, for giving MJF the drizzling shits. And like you said, mine runner, I do that on your uh, Twitter that there was sparklers next to um sean spears on the ground i don't know what that had to deal with what kind of little hidden that if that was just like a random slip up but man what did you think that said because i could go on and on it was just unbelievable the worst is yet to come you know as chris jericho said and whew was that a brutal segment you know and total beatdown. we thought the pinnacle was was strong and i was like dang they're like unstoppable and as soon as that ass whooping from inner circle i'm like Who's stopping the inner circle after that? Wow. Did they show up? No doubt, I can't bro. wait to see them next week. No doubt about it, man. I mean, like that was like after such a dominant and after such a dominant introduction from the pinnacle to, to come back and, and like and regain all their heat and then some and the way and the way that beatdown played out. Yeah. Beautifully shot, by the way. Beautifully shot throughout this whole thing. Really got to give a crop like a lot of props yeah. to the camera crew, the editing team, how they played that whole out, like that whole thing out, really captured every moment. The, the, I think, like, I was not alone. I literally was laughing out loud when MJF, and I know that Ryan just threw it out there too. When when MJF said, like, man, there's a smell in this room, and he goes to open the bathroom, and he sees all four of them, and he goes, oh, God, we got to go. We got to go. His acting ability was absolutely, again, on point. Um, MJF yes. is so good, such a good character actor. That dude is hilarious. Um but the way this whole thing went out, man, you nailed it. I mean, I loved even Hager's little comment about, you know, don't touch him after he put after he laid out um, Wardlow. Like the, the docs went to go to help him or whatever. Don't don't touch him, you know. Like I missed that. Like, he just kind of has like that. He had that okay. little bad, yeah, the little badass swagger nice. to him. Um, I don't know, dude. The, this whole the way this whole thing went about, um, even as like FTR fan, I love proud and powerful i love those guys mm -hmm. and i thought that 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 particular um 
beating that happened there. Like you talked about the blood on Santana's chest, the way that he like was stalking Dax, uh, the intensity of that whole moment, dude, I can't wait to see those two teams go at it. That's going to be two incredibly veteran tag teams that they're going to put on a show. Man, this is we said ever? it. We said it though when this came out, dude. It was like Pinnacle versus Inner Circle is going to lead to months, not just weeks, but months of great content, great television. Yeah. And, and and they delivered, and then some. We've been wanting to see when they were going to get their revenge. MJF yep. has been taunting them, talking trash to them all like ever since that mo- that night. He got his comeuppance and then some. The man got it. When you get your face shoved into a toilet, you it doesn't get. I mean, there's that it's doesn't get any more than that, bro. Exactly right. So that's right. Um, man, that's- this was a moment of the night. This is going to be another one we talk about long and going into tomorrow. I'm going to be buzzing into about this one. I'm going to want to go back and watch it. Go see all the little nuances of this one. Really funny, um, brutal. Just everything you want, everything that you're asking for out of as a wrestling fan. I don't know how you can't look at this one and just be like, this thing is perfect. It's it, building multiple feuds, multiple great matches, uh, absolutely perfectly executed. Loved it from start I'm to finish. wearing this loud and proud. That is for sure. And it, I, I'm going to rewatch it as soon as we're done with this show because I was, was so with that and so excited that the, you know you can't keep Jericho TV for that long. And it was just incredible. And so, wow. Then, you know, following that is a tough thing to follow. And, you know, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Lucha Brothers and the Laredo Kid, you know, a great trios match with a, you know, star-studded in-ring talent right here. And, you know, me being a Lucha Brothers mark like crazy, I love it, man. The high energy to start is amazing high energy to start. The super kicks. And just the flips and everything about it. And, you know, Laredo Kid is essentially filling in for Pac, which there's no one to fill in for Pac because he's, you know, as you know, he's he's one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, period. But Laredo Kid, we got to give him props, man. He's He's been doing some awesome stuff in the ring. Uh, he's got the victory last week. He got the pin. He's risking it all. He's He is, you know, fearless. And he fits yeah. in very well with the Lucha Brothers style and the Lucha Brothers period. And so I, I enjoy this trio's team for sure. It's a, they're a lot of fun to watch. The chemistry with them is just absolutely insane. Ray Phoenix, it's like a broken record. He is absolutely amazing. He's just yep. he's unbelievable, the stuff. And so, uh, <laughs> and of course, Kenny Omega, you know, we, um, I, I gave this match definitely an elite, you know, just because I, I can't, I don't think I could ever give Ray Phoenix an elite, or I mean a delete match. Period. Whether it be a skills tag match, trios, whatever it is, uh, I just absolutely love watching him in the ring, and I, I like watching anyone beat up the Good Brothers too. So that, that's yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know this one for me. Like I don't. I will. I can't. It's going to be very hard to justify a delete, right? I but I will say like. I'm surprised that you're geeking so much about the, the Lucha Brothers in this one because most of the match it felt like it was Laredo Kid. And and not to say anything, yeah. you know, I mean, like, again, I agree with you. This has been a great showcase yeah. for Lu- for Laredo Kid to step in and to immediately be thrust into a feud with, uh, you know, the Lucha Brothers as his tag team versus, again, versus the, the world champion and former Impact, oh. I mean, champions. 
that's a that's a big stage, right? And he's performing and he's he's going all out. There's no denying it. When you watch that man perform, you can see there's no there's no hesitation in his dives. I mean, when he took that that bump to the outside, um, that flip to the outside into the barricade, um, you know, he 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 went all out. He was laying it all on the line. So you got to give the man his due. Um, you know, I stru- I'm still struggling. Just the Good Brothers. I mean, I did. I will say this. I liked that triple team move where you know Kenny True. carried Gallows and then Anderson jumped on top. I thought that was really cool. Um, and I love the overall story of that being being told by the Good Brothers, Kenny, Don Callis, the Young Bucks. I True. really love that story of of the elite. But the Good Brothers just I I, I have a hard time with their in ring style a little bit. It's just it's just kind of my my thing. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time coming around to them. Um, right. And I felt like. Again, maybe it's just the Pac fanboy in me, but I'm I'm struggling. With this, like this, I feel like the death triangle is given to me, and then it's pulled away, you know. And, know. It, and it just it keeps it keeps messing with me as a fan. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like it hurts a little bit. It, it hurts me as a fan because it's like you get that nibble of that key lime pie. You have one bite, and then and then the waiter <laughs> comes and take, pie, the waiter comes and takes it away, and you want more, and you're gonna and you say that next bite had had even, was gonna be even better. That's how the, for the triangle. waiter on the cruise to bring you the whole time. Pie. That's exactly that's what you're waiting for. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I'm, I, I'm, I'm, it sucks as a fan because I'm just, I realize that maybe I'm not even giving Laredo kid the chance that I should be because I'm so disappointed that it's not Pac. Now I have seen on social, a lot of fans are kind of saying what you're saying is that, you know, later Laredo kid, his offense and the overall vibe of that group, it, he fits he fits the Lucha brothers really, really well. And and if they keep Alex, they keep like, you know, the, the, that, that whole like nonstop luchador. And, and then the, the interpretation of Penta says that they keep that whole vibe, that whole character work going. It, it works. Right. I like that. I like that maybe all Latino stable where they like, right. you know, they really go in with that Latin pride and that Latin vibe. I know a lot of people were, were, were saying like Thea Trinidad and, and potentially Santana and Ortiz kind of doing that, but I yeah. don't think inner, inner, inner circle is not going anywhere. So if they want to lean into that, I, I get it. And, and I think that Laredo Kid, although very different um, than Pac, that the that group would have a, a different vibe mm-hmm. than the Death Triangle because Pac has this intensity to him, this like this edge to him that's, that makes them um, – Tend to be more heelish, right? Laredo kids, fun, you know, underdog, balls to the wall offense can kind of make them more feel like baby faces. So if they want to lean into that, I I, right. I get it, you know. And then maybe let Pac do his own thing as a singles guy. I'm good with that, you know. I'm totally right. good with that. So we'll see where it goes from here. Um, I what did you think of the the post match stuff that happened with Moxley, the the Young Bucks, and and really, the the segment with the Bucks. Um, let's talk a little bit about like what all that stuff that happened. Because for me, with Don Callis, again, the way that he recapped Kenny's words, and like you know, you think about, you step back and you take a little, like you think about where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. You you do understand like how Kenny and and Don 
can look at the actions of the Bucks and say, wait, you're going to side with John Moxley now tonight. You're going to you're going to let your best friend get left lying. You know, I, you can understand yep. that frustration. I don't know, man. I think that the storyline's fascinating. It's one of my favorites in all of wrestling right now. Yeah, man, it was, you know, this promo where he got a slap in the face, man, Jackson, you know, on saying how you broke Kenny's heart. What is wrong with you? You know, he's so cold and dead inside. And so <laughs> um, I'm all for the Moxley Young Bucks. Well, because Moxley was like, you know, with the Young Bucks, I guess I owe him one. You know, yep. he said that in his promo. So yep. um, I really enjoyed it. So I'm excited for that match. And definitely, I mean, you have two former champs and, of course, you know, the tag champs and the former impact tag champs. So you have a lot of gold and X gold in the ring for next week. And what do you think, what do you think ultimately happens SPD? Do you think that, that young bucks and Moxley beat Kenny and the good brothers? Do you think that like, for me, I'm, and maybe I'm going too heelish here, but I could see this being like an ultimate setup to turn on Mox. I I, I don't know. Could could you see wow. the, the, could you see no. the, the young bucks, being true to the bullet club nature and and turning on mox and it being a total beatdown of of the 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 elite the bullet club going in and just putting a an absolute beatdown on moxley and kind of ultimately painting him even more as that underdog i hope not i don't want to see that because i don't want to see young bucks rejoin with it with the good brothers personally um like i said i want to see the young bucks over their elite, you know, in the elite and kick them out and say, you know, they don't belong here. And this, so that's what, that's what I want to see for that. So I don't want to see Mox get turned on again. And then really just, you know, the ones five and just that I'm not ready for that, but anything is possible. Anything is possible for sure. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about one of our favorites, the DMD, the D yeah. and D, which mm. it shouldn't be a dynamite without seeing her at some point. And like Agreed. we've said, you know, even if you aren't the, a champion or aren't, you know, let's say wrestling, just show face, you know, as the champion, you know, that's that was one of the biggest things that I was always kind of like hard on, like Sheeta being the champion. She has, she, there was weeks and months where she didn't even show face, whether it be a promo, just ringside or something. And, you know, the face of the division, Britt Baker showed face tonight, of course. And, you know, she's promoting Elevation, which, you know, more and more people are doing, which we saw, you know, Scorpio Sky and, and Ali Ethan Page do that as well, which was a, a, going to be a great team, in my opinion. That's as I digress, you know, yep. we did talk about how it's like, okay, yeah, Thunder, this isn't whoever wins this match, it's unsanctioned. So it's not going to be a win on there. And so finally it got brought up, you know, this, the biggest win of Thunder's career doesn't count because it was unsanctioned. And how Brilliant. Britt is the legend. Britt Baker. Now she's calling herself the legend. So <laughs> I, I love this promo, man. It was it was a great for sure, man. Um, Britt knows how to to dish out those little daggers, man. She just and I love how like you know she's not letting this go. You know we we here at Dynamite Downloader have been advocates. We didn't want that lights out match to be the end of that feud. We feel like there's right. so much more potential that those two can continue to to play. Um, as things play out over the course of the summer, really excited about the fact that they're they're allowing these two to, to lean into what we know and have known from day mm -hmm. one that this is gold. Uh, so I, I like where they're going with that, bud. Yeah. Um, you know, the content of the promo again made a lot of sense from Britt's perspective. Um, you know, and, and you know there were the, some of those 
daggers again where she talks about how Thunder Thunder she noticed that Thunder is going to be wrestling on on dark on on dark elevation. So that's really yeah. great. That's a great showcase for you, Thunder. You know, there's Brit just totally. This is an example where Brit just completely from and this just was one of those verbal examples of her pouring wa that water bottle on thunder's face and smearing the makeup yeah, on her. like that was she, one. this is just an example of like her continuing to do everything she can to undercut thunder to humiliate her to like to rub her nose in in it um you know mm -hmm. it, 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 like Britt is leaning into this and you it just makes you want to see thunder come back eventually come back and get her hands on Britt again, and I love that. Um, oh yeah. That said, I mean, dude, Britt, uh, her promo did it did naturally kind of lay out the landscape of AEW television going or AEW sure. content going forward. You know, where it's dynamite is dynamite is that showcasing of the stars, and and elevation is really where we're helping to build future stars. Dark has kind of that developmental feel to it. Um, I, I really thought that that was smart, and it's a reflection. Britt's becoming more and more – I mean, she has been like a, an ambassador of this company, and she's the face yep. of the women's division. But if, you've, if you're following her on social and you see what she's doing with the media and things like that, Britt is quickly becoming uh, one of the more – vocal advocates for her colleagues she's always mm -hmm. rooting out she's always rooting on jungle boy she talked to she, even tonight she was she gave christian cage props brit is very uh very much i think at this stage for especially for being that heel she's kind of pushing she pushes AEW product really well and, and i think that that's stars recognizing stars you know you see like what she saw out of ricky starks tonight and things like that i don't know man i think that um, there's a lot of pride in, in her love for AEW, and maybe that's what motivates her in this feud with Thunder is, you know, that she rep she feels like she's got to protect AEW from this outside outsider coming in at, that's going to threaten yeah. her place. I don't know. I, I I see a lot to this feud that I'm I'm ex I'm excited about. I thought Britt killed it again. She's always gold on the mic, like you said, SP. There are certain characters now that you feel like, yes, there are going to be other moving parts of, of AEW because it's such a large roster, but you have to see MJF, the pinnacle, inner circle. You have to see some element of that, every every Dynamite. Yep. Britt, Baker, Britt Baker is one of those characters. You have to see her every single Dynamite in some capacity. AEW needs to get her out there, whether even if it's just a, a promo like this. She knows mm -hmm. how to keep the narrative sure. going. She's such a pro, man. I, I thought that they – I hope that this is a trend to, to follow, and I think the ratings will continue to improve if they continue to do that. I really do. I agree. Focus on her every single week in some aspect, yep. whether it be a full match, which she deserves, or a one, two-minute, three-minute promo, and it will be very powerful and relevant. Uh, you know, we saw – our co, you know, our pre-main event match, a tag team with Sheeta, the champion, with uh, Tay Conti and Nyla Ro versus Nyla Rose and the Bunny, um, Allie, and which was unfortunate part was the picture-in-picture picture. and constantly AEW doing that. And I don't know if it's just because it's, you know, historically the women's matches placed main event. And they got to get those commercials in leading up to the main event. But I just wish they wouldn't rob us of 
the match, you know, the one women's match essentially we get on a dynamite of a picture in picture. You know, to kick things off though, you know, Hardy had a great promo about his financial loss and the bunny and you know, promoting her and all that. And you know, April first mm-hmm. start making more money as well. And what he sees in the bunny, how she wasn't in the tournament. Uh Ty Conti looked great again you know she the momentum on her is on her side i think she is the fastest rising star right now in the women's division um just what we've been seeing on the past few weeks and months and she is looked outstanding and Mm -hmm. it was an unfortunate way to you know the match ended with the the cheat to win kendo stick by the bunny uh, to get the pin, and then I think Tay is gonna just run through her night when we see him go one on one in the ring. I think it's just gonna be a an, uh, total whooping from uh, Ty Conti. Um, but overall, you know, a total lot of stories. You had the HFO, the Dark Order there. You know, some high spots off the top into them. Um, of course, you knew Chaos was gonna control, but the momentum just it just sucked about the picture in picture. But yeah. you know. Nyla Rose, you know, can only been like a total beast. Um, but you don't, you're not, we're not talking about the, the most important person in the match, which is the champ, like Sheeta. You know, a couple cool spots, but I'm not remembering her from this match. And that's, that's kind of surprising to say that of your champion. And so, yeah, take it away. There's not, there's not a lot of buzz around Sheeta. And, and that's be, right. like, she hasn't been, showcased um a lot in in matches of late so i mean i I agree with you i think that like um this match was weird to me man i i feel like the picture in picture it hurts a lot um but in like the placement of the picture in picture in this one it felt like i couldn't get invested before we cut to to the commercial and it just it really hurt the overall flow of it um that said dude like i'll i'll put it out there nyla rose um I can't believe what like a, a fan I am of of where like her role is in this division. I can't believe how far I've come to say like mm-hmm. at this point, dude. Like I think that Nyla, the division is significantly better when Nyla is there. She there's something about her the way she she wrestles her matches that gives instant credibility um, to to like the overall underdog mentality that of those are like she's an instant bad guy like they nailed it with her yep. with, with being a, the heel is this, she has to be that heel force that you know a ty conti who's on the ascent getting that mm-hmm. getting those getting her to get over that hump uh, like get over that hill that un, that that unstoppable monster it gives her that that tie that extra boost heading into a championship match. I just think that this is a great use sure. of Nyla's character. Um, I think that she needs to be utilized in this kind of fashion moving forward, just kind of the gatekeeper of the women's division, as I like to call her, is just you will not get yeah, you will not you will not get to the peak unless you go through Nyla. And I think that that's where she needs to be. Um, I I've been impressed by Ty Conti um, for a while now. Um, the, ever since the, the formation of TJ came together, I, I felt like both uh-huh. of those girls, both of those girls are clearly putting in the work to get better. Uh-huh. Anna Jay, unfortunately getting injured has put her on the back burner for the time being, but it's allowed in the, the positive, right. just like we always talk about a dynamite download. You could talk about the negative or you could talk about the positive. There's always a duality in life. 
and in the product. It's all about your perspective. And so, yeah, you could say what a bummer it is that Anna Jay is hurt and all these things and how that derailed that momentum. But now you see what a platform that's allowed for Ty Conti to have. And you see that right. stardom growing. And SPD, you're not wrong, man. Like there is an it factor when it comes to Ty Conti. She's got the look. She clearly puts in the work. That woman like yeah. is, 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 act, is very talented as far as her – uh, martial arts background and the way that you can tell she integrates that into her matches. You and I always love those types of performers, male or female, that gets sure. you to believe that this is a, I mean, the fight aspect of a wrestling match where you can feel like the purposeness in the mat, the moves from move to move. When you see that, that there's the thought process in what they're doing, where you could, they're analyzing what to do next and they're really going at their opponent and how to beat them, how to dissect them. Ty Conti brings that to the table. So I think that they have something with her. AW's women's division has quietly, dude, very quietly developed into an incredibly deep division where it now rivals it really the is. tag. I mean, it, it rivals the tag division in, in a lot of ways, bro. I mean, I've always felt like the tag division was so deep. But when you look at the how deep this women's division has gotten, um, and you and now you interject it with what we saw in the main event tonight. You get to see you get to see a Chris Statlander come back, who is who is a somebody who people get behind, who has mm-hmm. her own, who has a huge following behind her because yeah. her, uni- her unique character and her really her presence in the ring is uh, she's got size and strength and athleticism. There's not a lot that Chris Statlander can't do. Um, so I, I, you start to see that with Penelope Ford. I've always been an advocate for Penelope Ford. The woman is great. Like, the has that star power to her and throws, I think the, one of the best hurricanranos in all of wrestling. So I don't know, yeah. man, I, I, I love what the AW women's division has become and where it can go. Um, it's wild that, like you said, we're talking about so many names other than the champ. Um, but I digress. Let's get into that main event where we got to yeah. see Chris Statlander break through. Um, I, I thought that this match going into the week had there was a lot of questions on how it would play out and what it was going to mean and all these sure. different things. SPD watching this one because I know this feud has been kind of one of those feuds where you struggle to get into it. This was the blow off. This was the big one. This one had all the shenanigans, the the video games, the 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 Lego blocks. It had it all. Oof. What did you think about this match? How did it play out? How what, what when you leave tonight's dynamite, this being the main event, what what were your thoughts, bro? Honestly, leading up to it, I was not excited. You know, I was kind of over this feud, but as this played out tonight, I was ecstatic and loved the way Dynamite ended. I absolutely loved it. You know, Miro, we can't get enough of Miro. You know, he is an absolute beast a wrecking crew even the announcers hyped to him up so much like who's better than him who's stronger than him you know and it's true man we don't get enough of him and i've you know unfortunately maybe this feud has kind of held him back a little bit but now hopefully this will just catapult him a little bit even more um but i love the way this main event came out you know it was brutal you know we've seen two hardcore main events in the past you know out of the last three dynamites Mm -hmm. and they both delivered very well and another way to just really add some outstanding momentum and fresh stuff with trent's return which you know 
we I've been, we predicted oh. we predicted on Friday night flights and fights the way this kind of you know booking with bonds booking by bonds did you know predicted kind of this and I didn't expect him to come back that soon yep. and it was great it was a great way for him to return you know Sue dropping him off um, <laughs> we we loved that part and we got to get the people what they wanted you know at the end you know what really we had a double surprise here and you know well, actually triple surprise if you count Sue you know absolutely returning you know. If you you got to go back and watch that glass push to the face of Penelope Ford, she fired Chris Statlander fired that glass in her face, and it could have knocked her out because her face was like boom, like so bad, <laughs> and it was a brutal. That I don't know what was worse, the glass to the face or her, you know, suplex through the table, which looked amazing. Table, she yeah, looked, she looked great. Statlander looked great, and it was a great return. And I loved it. And then, of course, Trent's return. So this whole thing, giving the people what they want, this was an elite match, you know, a blow-off match. Um, I think hopefully this will be where Miro and Kip kind of maybe go their separate ways. Uh, maybe there'll be a little bit more turmoil for the next few weeks. And then Miro can really just go on a tear because he deserves it, man. That guy's a star. And this, the best friends together better than, you know, Orange Cassidy by himself and anything like that. So you know, giving the people what they want as as a trio, I think is the right is the right thing to continue forward with them. And, and it's good to see Trent back. Couldn't agree with you more. I I tweeted it out last week, and I tried very hard not to um, tweet anything negative. And I was even self conscious. I was like, is this too mean? Is this too negative? Um, but I was like, man, the best friends are so much better when Trent is in the picture. Man, that dude yeah. is so clutch to making this team feel complete. That guy is the workhorse. He's, he's, he's like, to me, that's, that's the pro wrestler. That's that dude is the workhorse of that group. Uh, He's that peanut butter to the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, brother. He's, he got to have him, man, to me. So I love seeing Trent back. I believe that like Trent is one of, I've, we've said it, you go back and watch old episodes. Trent's one of those guys to me, like who's unsung hero and on a roster, when you build a roster, you got to have guys like Trent who can go. Man. Yeah. That dude can go with anybody. He's got the size, the look. He's chiseled. He's funny. He's charismatic. Um, he's got it all. And so I really sure. like – I liked him coming back. It made the best friends feel complete again. We needed to see that as fans. Like like Excalibur, when you end the show saying you, you <laughs> gave the people what – you got to give the people the what people they want. want. Love it. You you know that that's going to leave us with a smile on our face. So I really oh, enjoy. I, I thought that the comebacks, the way that they brought up Mal back, Trent was a nice surprise mm-hmm. with how with how bad his injury was and how long he was projected to be out for him to come back um, and and really steal the show like he did tonight was fantastic. Um, the way coming in the the minivan with his mom was was an awesome way to come back to the, that yes. to the AW landscape, um, and. When I look at this match, you know, I can give it an elite confidently because, yes, there were moments where I was like, okay, like I wasn't soup. Like, okay, you compare this against the lights out match. Like, well, yeah, I mean, the lights out match to me, I was, I'm so invested in that feud. You and I, we've loved that feud every step of the way that I couldn't take my eyes off that match. Now, this match, you know, it had its moments, but I felt like overall it was a match. 
of moments. It was a match of things of of those moments, like you talked about the Chris Statlander throat busting through that the alien claw game and, <laughs> and pushing the the glass into Penelope's face. The air hockey uh, drop through the table that Statlander had on Penelope. You know, I, I felt like that 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 spot on the Lego blocks where, you know, was, oh. was, uh, was something that we'll all remember. It was a creative and funny, um, mm -hmm. well-played, uh, a nice little throwback to the classic thumbtacks. I really liked that. Um, Miro had moments in this one where, man, when, when Trent came back, Miro, yeah. Miro took all three of those guys on by himself. Yeah, and, that was great. And, and, and he was winning. Before he got distracted and he looked psycho, but when he started going after Sue in the van, he looked a little nuts. I liked I liked the way that Miro was presented in this match. I think that even though he lost, I think Miro came out looking like a million bucks. Um, so overall, this match of moments that we'll remember, mm -hmm. I thought it played out really well, and, and it leaves people excited for what can come going forward. Like you talked about, the feud itself – Okay, there were moments when we we definitely were like, all right, this is dragging a little bit. But now now that it's come to an end, we're all excited about the reunion of the best friends. We yep. all I think that we're all excited to see Chris Statlander come back. And if we have her interacting with the best friends, I'm all for that. And then we all want to know where Miro goes from here because as you talked about at SPD, he was presented throughout by commentary as one of the strongest most mm -hmm. dom most dominant presences in all of professional wrestling. Yeah. That is a man that crazy. they they hyped him up big time and and any that's one of the things that I think that people forget that JR and and brings to the table is that that guy when you let him call a match with a genuine hoss, a big fella that you know he he likes, his level of excitement, we all have our favorites. His level of excitement goes a little higher. He just loves seeing those big True. fellows who are athletic and who could toss people around. That's that slobber knocker mentality in him. So, I, I, it True. was good. It was good to hear him being able to to geek out a little bit over uh, Miro tonight. Um, all things considered, I think that we're going to see Miro um, come out of this angrier than ever, more focused than ever, and. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm excited to see what what AEW has in store for us. Let's get into the top performers because there's a lot of people that we we each talked about tonight. Where look, going through the card together, you could say, "Man, like, is it is it the inner circle? Is it is it Miro? Is it? I mean, who broke through? And for you, you're gonna you said you were able to hone in on just Jericho. I oh, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't do that. I'm proud of you for being able to narrow it down to the to the, to the goat. I almost didn't let you pick the whole inner circle because of that. But because I'm such an inner circle mark, I was like, of course. I, of course I wanted to pick the whole inner circle. But Jericho, just just seeing his face as soon as they opened the door, I was just like, yes. Oh, my gosh. He's back. And then the worst is yet to come. And then the ass whooping. And then the drizzling shit swirly that he gave MJ <laughs> after that. So, I'll never get tired of hearing uh, you say that. Oh, man. That was just. I mean, I don't need to say more. I mean, that guy stole the show, didn't step foot in the ring, and he's going to steal the show. I can't wait for the banter, the the rebuttal, the on-camera live rebuttal that Jer Jericho is going to give the pinnacle. Oh. He's going to spit some absolute fire next week, and it's going to be pure gold. Oh, I can't wait. And, I mean, you know of course, it. the inner circle. I know, you know, 
put on an ass whooping like no other for them. They deserve the top former, you know, in, in a card that was stacked of like really cool moments and surprises. This one still stands tall for one that we're going to be, we're most excited about and talking about. Absolutely, bro. I don't even need to say anything, man. You nailed it. I thought that that was exactly well said. Um, this was a mat. This was a moment that we're going to be buzzing about. I can't. I love this feud. They got me as a fan. They got me hook, line, and sinker in it, bro. I, I'm so in on this feud. I love every minute of it. Um, I could just book like, a whole dynamite around this feud, and I'd be happy. All, all, all in. Let's do it. Let's get into next week's dynamite because we're going to see the inner circle again, bro. Yeah. We're going to see them come out, and hopefully, like you said, I can't wait to hear what they have to say because oh, you know that that's yeah. they, they spoke with violence tonight. But we're sure. finally all that pent up aggression. There, you know that they're going to bring some, some hatred, some hellfire and brimstone at the pinnacle. It's going to be This is going to be something that's must watch. Yes, and I think I hope. I mean, we could either you throw that to start the show. You could throw that in the nine o'clock golden hour. You can throw that in the main event. You know, when they come out and have the show end, and you know another total war path. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever it is, it's going to be pure gold. Um, you know, we're going to get another match, which like we talked about, Tay Conti stars on the rise and it is, doesn't seem like slowing down anytime soon. I think she's going to really put a beating down on the bunny and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch just, to, you know, have her get another win. We'll probably see some more shenanigans with the HFO and the dark order. So, uh, this, this feud within other feud is, is great and going to be exciting, you know, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know that Ty's going to want some revenge after the Bunny, like you said, got a cheap win using that kendo stick. So you know that this, she's going to want some revenge on that. Um, you know, a, a, a few that's quietly been developing, and we talked about how AEW is really elevation is becoming a, a must-watch show now. A few that's really quietly developing outside the lens of dynamite in a lot of ways is this Jurassic Express versus Bear Country feud. We got to yeah. see little. We got to see little uh, highlights of it on dynamite. But it, it, the more you pay attention to all of AEW's content, the more you see there's a lot that's been brewing. Um, this will be interesting because Bear Country to this point um, certainly has been presented in a way where I mean these are two big fellas, man. So yeah. um, it'll be very interesting to see them go one like head to head with Luchasaurus, mm-hmm. who's a who I know is one of your favorite big men in all of wrestling, um, and, and, and Jungle Boy, who although he doesn't have the size of, of a Bear Country, you know that he's chomping at the bit to lock them up in one of the, in his snare trap. I mean, I'd love to see him try to lock one of these big guys into that. <laughs> I, I'm really. I think that match, as a tag team fan, I think that match could be a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. Darby Allen's going to defend his TNT championship against J.D. Drake, you know, another one of those Benoni, Hollywood hunk, you know, Pretty Peaver Avalon, which we haven't seen in a while. Uh, I've actually enjoyed J.D. Drake's matches on Dark and stuff. I like his chops. He's very physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like just this – it reminds me of just this southern farm boy that just will throwback, you know, right? Ones. Yeah, throwback, you know. Yeah, he doesn't look like your typical, like, you know, wrestler you want to root for, just this average Joe. But man, when he gets in the ring, he is he is fun, he's kind of fun to watch. So, this is total polar opposites this big hoss chop master versus this relentless daredevil Darby. And so, it'll be interesting to see this pairing and, and how we uh, how we see him, you know, defend his title. 
I like that take by you, man. I, I'm the, like seeing that on paper. You're like, huh? Darby right. Allen versus JD Drake. But just hearing you talk about it, you're right. I mean, JD's kind of got that, like, you know, that kind of old school mm-hmm. get get the job done type of approach to wrestling. That could be a lot right. of fun. The clash of styles there. I like what you said. Um, you know, that said, uh, I, I know you mentioned the inner circle potentially main eventing the show, but I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, how, I know. I don't know if that happens when I look at that. When I look at number five on this list, when you I see agree. Kenny, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, you get to see the Bullet Club against Moxley and the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't get bigger than that, man. I mean, that's some big star power in one match. I know that maybe you might be. Uh, ready to see the the Good Brothers uh, booted out of the company, but until that happens, Kenny Omega and Moxley, and they're on the card, bro. They're they're going to be at the top of the show. Uh, at the, yeah, at the very I know, top I know. Show. But it's going to be a fun one for sure. Absolutely, I'm excited to see what what happens in that one because it's been the that has been the overarching pl- like morality play. Like and mm-hmm. Don Callis, man, I'm telling you that promo that he cut tonight, SPD. Every um, week he cuts some fire promos. The guy is good, man. He's very he good at good. what he does. So maybe one day we'll have a chance to chat with Don Callis. That would be a lot of fun, <laughs> wouldn't it? So it would be anyway, a lot of fun. Anyway, man, hey, this was an excellent episode. Always a lot of fun with you guys. Thank you for joining us on social. We got over that 1,000 mark of subscribers on Twitter, which was a huge day for us. We appreciate that. We appreciate the love. You guys are awesome. Um, thank you for those of you who hung out with us tonight, watched this show with us live, and for any of you guys who share this content, we appreciate that. Look forward to talking to you more throughout the week. Um, yep. thurs- Thursdays are always a blast post-Dynamite, and then we'll get into it on Friday where we get Friday night fights and flights, baby. Can't wait. That's right. Thank you guys for tuning in, and have a great night.